God that if you ever run into a difficulty, there is one thing that you can do that will bring great results. And that is when you learn how to pray and lift your voice and connect yourself with one that is greater than you are. I know talking to friends are good. I know talking to acquaintances are good. I know talking to family can be good, but there is nothing that is greater than entering into a prayer closet or into a sanctuary and starting to pray and feeling God's anointing and God's direction as God moves on you. There is power in prayer. There's an, an, an ability in prayer. When you're in a difficulty, pray. When you find yourself in a struggle, pray. When you feel like your back is against the wall and there's no place to turn, pray. When you pray, revival happens. When you pray, healing happens. When you pray, there is something that is effective. God builds you up. God lifts you up. God elevates you. God encourages you. When you open your mouth and you start to pray, Jesus made it part of his ministry. He took time out, even in the midst of miracles, and he found a solitary place, and he prayed, and he sought God. It was, a, it was significant in his life and in his ministry. He taught the disciples how to pray. Hallowed be thy name. You start prayer by lifting him up and declaring how great he is. I'm talking about prayer. When you come to God, you need to leave yourself at the door and say, before I even get to my problems and my requests, I'm praying as you have laid down a pattern. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to magnify you about how great you are. Hallowed be your name. You're the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You're great and greatly to be praised. You're, you're the Alpha and you're the Omega. You're, you're the beginning and you're the end. You're the first and you're the last. You're the Father of creation. You're the one that gives every good and gift that comes down from above. I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about praying and saying, God, there is nobody like you. There is nothing greater than you. You bring to me strength. You bring to me anointing. And I'm coming to you in prayer. And I'm lifting my voice and magnifying you. Mm, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want heaven to touch down on earth. There is something that is unique about gathering where two or three are gathered together. When God comes in the midst, heaven touches earth. You're not just walking into a sanctuary. You're not just walking into a building. We're not just going through some protocol and service schedule. We are stepping into this place knowing that when we lift God up, he dwells in the midst of us and heaven touches earth. I'm thankful that if, I, if I'm ever going to experience any little bit of heaven, it's not going to be on some high that's connected to addictions. It's not going to be in a club somewhere, but I can feel heaven on earth when the anointing of God starts moving and there's a power that is felt. There's an anointing that comes in. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Has God ever provided for anybody in the house of God here tonight? 
Amen. When you didn't know what, what the next, where the next dollar was coming from or meal was coming from, and you didn't know what to do, he was a provider. He revealed himself to Abraham and he said, I'll make myself a sacrifice, a lambs in the thicket. I am Jehovah Jireh. That's the God that brings provisions. What provisions do you need in this place tonight? You need provisions of mercy? There's Jehovah Jireh that is here. You need provisions of faithfulness? God has always been faithful. You need provisions of God's grace? God's grace is here to meet you exactly at the point of your need. God responds because he provides. Anybody have a testimony here tonight that God is a... Praise God. God is a provider. He's a provider. He's wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace. He brings provisions to us. And lead us not into temptation. Don't put us in situations where the enemy can try to destroy, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory. Prayer is powerful. Amen. We need to be a church of prayer. Somebody said amen. I want to say how much I'm so very thankful for everybody that has come into this sanctuary, signed the prayer book, and said, I'm making a divine appointment to spend some time and pray. Amen. There is no devil in hell that will ever be able to find something that, that, will, that will overcome that. You, you, can't, you can't overcome prayer. When we find ourselves in struggles, we need to learn what it is to pray, and you have done that. I don't care who takes the prayer book and does whatever they want with it. It's not in the prayer book. It's in the prayers that happen and that take place. <laughs> you, you can run off with the prayer book, but you can't run off God. <laughs> you, you, you can't chase away God's goodness and God's favor to individuals that spend a few moments of time and bend their knee and say, God, I want to be a better individual. I want to be a better person, and I want revival. And I'm coming to you in prayer because I know when I lift you up, you dwell and inhabit, and all of a sudden, there's a power that is associated with that amen prayer prayer is powerful prayer is powerful and when you get in certain circumstances and difficulties brother chad bradley there are going to be some things that you don't have the answers for you're going to try everything that you can you're going to extend yourself as far as you can you're going to give every bit of counsel that you can but at some point you're not going to measure up to the job it's not in your capacity or in your ability and when you reach that point all you can do is say god i feel so inadequate but i'm coming to you in prayer and i'm putting all that stuff in your hands and if something happens it's going to be a miraculous thing that happens it's not going to come from me I'm not going to get the glory it's not on me but it's going to be on a God that is able to do above and beyond what I could even think or ask and so I'm praying I'm praying for some of you in this building tonight I don't know how in the world you're even here I don't even understand that all I can say is I prayed about it and God came through sister Shelby God came through when there was no possible way God came through and he revealed his anointing and he revealed his power come on God's still in the business of doing signs miracles and wonders
Come on, we need to thank God. In the midst of all that we've gone through, God's still at work. God's still working. God's still working. God's still working. Holy, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is still being poured out. There's a move of God that's still taking place. That's it, sis. You should be running. Don't let her run by herself. She got a report she's been working on for six years. And God revealed his power and his ability. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody clap your hands. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to trust God. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever say it's over because as long as you're praying, it's not over. I don't care how hard they may feel or look, it's not over as long as you're praying, as long as you're seeking God, as long as God's in the midst of it. God is still working on individuals that we would discount and walk away from. But God's not finished. He's not finished with you and he's not finished with me. Praise God. Praise God. Make sure that prayer is in the middle of everything you do. You can be seated. Well, this man had a problem. He had a major problem. He was in the tombs with an unclean spirit. He dwelled there. He lived in the cemetery. I'll never forget Brother Jerry Carter preaching this message, and he said, that man that lived in the tombs where the dead people lived, they're not living there. They're all dead. <laughs> and this man lived in that environment. And not only that, he was unruly. No man could bind him, not with chains. They tried to chain him. They tried to fetter him. And he would pluck them asunder, and he would break them in pieces, and no man could tame him. Night and day, he was, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, and he was cutting himself with stones. Somebody said, well, why do people cut themselves? They cut themselves because they're in such a state of numbness that they cut themselves to make themselves feel like they're still alive. Can I say, <laughs> you don't have to cut yourself when there's a God that's going to respond to you if all you do is lift your hands and say, in Jesus' name. I'm not discounting your troubles. This man had troubles, 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 troubles. There were things, I don't know. You know, it's interesting because we read this story and we don't have the back story. At the end of the story, we find out that he's got a family and he's got relatives and he's, and he's got people in a city that know who he is. But we find him in this beginning part of the narrative. Nothing tells us what transpired or how he got to the place 
of being in the cemetery, living among the tombstones, cutting themselves, and no man can tame him. I don't know. You know, Pastor or Bishop talked about addictions today. Addictions can lead you there. They can lead you to that place. Troubles, troubles, troubles. Pray out of your troubles. When you get in trouble, when you get in trouble, don't, don't turn to the weak and beggarly elements of the world and the coping mechanisms of the world that will absolutely let you down. They are like cisterns in which the water runs out. Amen. But come to the house of God and know that there's a God that will respond to you because the scripture said the Lord delivers them out of their troubles. When I get in trouble, I want you to know I'm going to find me a place to pray and say, God, I need some help getting out of this trouble. I've got myself into a situation. I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I'm not turning to the weak and beggarly elements of this world because I know salvation is not found there. But when I fall, thank God that the scripture said a righteous man when he falls he arises he gets up he makes he, he makes he makes a, a different pathway and pattern for his life anybody here perfect oh none of us are perfect in this place anybody had struggles here absolutely we've all had struggles here you know why you're still here because when you fell you got back up and you said I refuse I refuse I refuse I refuse I'm not going to hell I'm going to live for God. God is going to pull me out of my troubles and my difficulties and the storm of my life. Hallelujah. Has anybody been there? Has anybody been in trouble? You know you were in trouble. Nobody even had to tell you you were in trouble. But thank God, a man of God, a word of God, a worship of God pulled you out of the miry clay. Reestablish yourself. Reestablish. Hey, you don't have to tuck your head for anybody or anything because if the Lord is on your side, who can be against you? And there are troubles that will come. <laughs> There's troubles that are coming. Everyone say there's there's a trouble coming. Sounds like a country song or something. There's a trouble coming. Coming around the tracks. There's trouble coming. There's going to be there's going to be people that disappoint you. There's going to be people that you work with and you put a lot of time and effort and attention in. You're going to run into those kind of troubles. 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 <clears throat> I just want to establish this fact before I move on. God delivers us out of the troubles. He delivers us out of the snare of the fowler. And I know I, I've experienced some of those troubles in, in, in your walk with God. I, I know exactly the troubles you've been troubled with. And, and you could have just focused on the trouble. You know what I'm talking about. Some others may know what I'm talking about, but read between the lines. There are some things in your life that are troubling. If, if you stay focused on the trouble, you're, you're, and, and that becomes your focal point, and that's all you can think about, 
you're never going to progress beyond the trouble. You're never going to move beyond the trouble. And this is what this is this is what a pastor is constantly trying to harp on and teaching and preaching is that God's here to get you out of your troubles and your your failures and your missteps. But if it's all about just getting out of trouble, then all we're going to be doing the entire time when we come to the house of God and the kingdom of God is trying to get out of our personal troubles. And while God will deliver us from our our personal troubles. He doesn't want us to stay focused on our troubles. Ladies and gentlemen, something is wrong. If from Sunday night, you pray to God, help me out of this. And then Sunday night rolls around again. And it's God, can you help me out of this? And then you're, you're caught in a cycle of your trouble and you can never progress. I'm talking to somebody. It's time to come out of the trouble and say, I'm tired of the trouble and I want something new. I want a new direction. I've prayed about the same thing over and over and over and over. God's not happy with that because that describes the inadequacy of his power and his power is greater than your trouble. His power is to pull you out of your trouble. His power is to elevate you beyond your trouble our human nature though is to fixate on the troubles and so it becomes a pattern of existence in which that's all we can see is the trouble and your job is going to be to try to frame and influence people to see beyond their troubles because just staying in your troubles is spiritual dysfunction. God pulls you out of trouble, but it's for the purpose of saving you, redeeming you, and then calling you to be involved in the kingdom of God. I can't fixate on this. This is, this is where we are as a world right now. Everybody is fixated on the troubles, and that's all they can see. And so it's, it's doom and gloom. It's a dark winter. It's, it's a lot of things that are, that are negative. And if you start fixating on the troubles, this is not good. This is not good for your emotional well-being because everything that you're doing is centered around negativity. And negativity starts to eat and gnaw on you. And if you're not careful, that negativity and those troubles can turn into bitterness. And you can start asking, why me and why God? And you just focus and fixate on that so much so that you lose all the opportunities that God is trying to lay out in front of you. Ladies and gentlemen, there's just some things that you're going to have to put in God's hands and say, I don't understand this. I don't like this, God. I lament this. But at the end of the day, you're big enough to handle it, so I'm going to lament it. I don't understand it. I don't like it, and I'll say it. But beyond me saying it, I'm not going to get stuck in the lament. And everything that I say is negativity and critical. And I'm walking around constantly trying to find fault with everything and everybody. you got to get out of that world or the devil will bury you with the root of bitterness that keeps you from being what God wants you to be. Hallelujah. I'm looking at some people right now. You've gone through hell, high water, tall canyons, mountains, deserts, and there's really, really, to be honest with you, there is so much trauma and damage. You shouldn't even be in the house of God, and you probably could 
cast your finger at God and say, I'm finished and I'm done. If you would have stayed in the trouble, but you've looked beyond the trouble to see there's a new horizon. There's something fixing to take place. God's fixing to do something that is amazing. I know it's coming. Revival is happening. A new season is taking place. Hallelujah. Come on. Something is opening up. Something is happening in the spiritual world. I may not see it, but God's doing it. We need to stand to our feet and clap our hands and say, God, give me that vision. Come on, God, give me that vision. Pray me out of my troubles, but pray me into a calling of God. I only have a few minutes here. You can be seated. Musicians, you can come. Don't let that shock you. I know that's shocking. Stop chuckling back there, Brother Ray Davis. I know Bible studies have gotten long, but I'm giving up some of my time, my time, my time. I'm taking back my time. Pray out of your troubles and into your calling. And this message tonight is designated to you and to us because there have been situations that could have been very debilitating and disappointing. And if you would have stayed focused on that, and that's not easy. Some things you can't just gloss over as if they never happen. Ladies and gentlemen, life, it can be tough. Not everything goes our way, and sometimes it, it is, it is, it's hard. Man, if everything was just ordered perfectly, we would be in a perfect world. We're not in a perfect world. We're in a fallen world. And there are some things that are very difficult to come to grips with. But you have to pray out of the trouble to see that there is a calling. This man who was full of devils, his name was Legion because there were so many. Jesus took some time to pass by the country of the Gadarenes. And he sent these spirits that were in this man into the swine. The unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. When the inhabitants of the city saw this, they went out to see what was done, and they came to Jesus, and they saw him that was possessed, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Here's the calling part. And when he was come into the ship, Jesus, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. I want to be with you, Jesus. I prayed out of my trouble. I want to be with you, Jesus. And watch what Jesus told him to do. Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee 
and hath had compassion on thee. And he, the man named Legion, that is no longer possessed with a legion, he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Pray out of your trouble and into your calling. A powerful church is a church that's not only just praying through, but it's a church that recognizes I'm called of God to do the work of God and the ministry of God. Every single one of us in this place have a calling. Every single one of us have a calling. God, don't let me get so caught up in my troubles that I, I can only see the trees, but I don't see the forest. There's a greater picture. There's a kingdom of God, and you're calling me to a specific purpose in time. And I've got to be about my father's business because I'm called of God. Hallelujah. Anybody hearing what I'm talking about here? God needs individuals that recognize I've got a vision. Oh, I've got troubles, but God can take me out of the troubles and he can carry me into the promise of my calling. I'm called of God. I'm sanctified and called of God. In whatever area of ministry, I'm going to be used of God. In whatever capacity, I'm going to be a child of God. Let me teach a Bible study. Let me pray with someone in an altar. Let me sing and worship and power comes down. Let me teach whatever it is. I want to be used of God and I want to be called of God. And as we stand together in this sanctuary, amen. Brother Chad and Sister Melissa, I want you to come right here in the front. I want you to be the first people in this altar tonight. Amen. Praise God. God has called you. He's called you. He's called you out of troubles and turmoils and difficulties and circumstances in life. And he's called you. He's called you. There's a calling. Praise God. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of points that you could have... You could have been swayed. You could have stopped short. There could have been things in your life that could have been built up and it could have been bitter. But I've watched you in, even in these altars when nobody else even knew that the message was directed specifically and you had the opportunity. You could either accept the message and move on or you could live in the same world of difficulties and trouble and it would have defined you. But it didn't define you because you recognize there's a calling of God on my life. I don't care what takes place and happens in my life. God has called me. I'm telling you, every single one of us in this building, we should be called of God. Amen. You, 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 should, you need to stop messing around. Stop going out partying, doing stupid stuff, wasting your time and your effort when God called you. What in the world? His mercy has been poured out to you. You're talented. You've got abilities. And instead of getting in the house of God and working for God, you're messing around with spirits and stuff that could defy you and destroy you. I'm preaching to you tonight that every single one of us has a call of God in our life and we need to walk on past the naysayers and the haters and the enemy and the temptation and say I'm not only interested in God pulling me out of my trouble but I'm, I'm interested in answering the call of God in my life. 
Amen. And as they represent that calling of God in our life to ministry, I wonder if there's somebody that would step out and join them tonight and say, I feel the same burden and the same inspiration. I've faced a lot of troubles and I... <laughs> And our world is so stinking troubled, it's not even funny. But God, can you, can you pick my chin up enough to where I can see that there's a, there's a greater vision? And there's, hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God, help me, help me to be better. I want to be, I want to be better called of you, better directed of you, better appointed by you. Hallelujah. Could anybody just spend a few moments of time tonight with your hands lifted and your voice raised and say, God, use me, use me, use me, invest in me, invest in me. I want to serve you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to the Lord tonight. Come on, let's talk to him tonight.